1: What if you could live in this state of heightened awareness, tuned in to the things that delighted you, the things that piqued your curiosity? Would it change your life? I think it would. And today, Jeffrey Davis, the author of Tracking Wonder, is going to tell us how, right here, right now, on Polly Campbell's Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. Do you wonder about how to do that? You can tell where this discussion is going to go, right? And we talk about these things a lot on the show, our curiosity and finding meaning in the way we spend our physical and mental energies. Are we curious about how the world works and how we can work? within it? Are we amazed by it? Because I think those things all go to helping us live well and feeling good about the life we're living. When we start there, then we can also do good and make a positive contribution. We're going to get all into it today. And I'm so excited for the show because we have Jeffrey Davis here. Welcome, Jeffrey.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation.
1: Well, I want to talk about your book, Tracking Wonder, and everything else because I think this is right up our alley. We like to talk about ways we can think about the world and integrate our lives between work and family and our own personal interests. So we're going to get into it today. For over 20 years, Jeffrey Davis has worked with thousands of leaders, creatives, and teams to unlock their best ideas through the pursuit of curiosity, innovation, and wonder, the things we talk about right here on simply said his latest book is called tracking wonder reclaiming a life of meaning and possibility in a world obsessed with productivity it is the next big idea club finalist he writes for psychology today and other outlets and lives in the hudson valley with his family his wife and two daughters jeffrey i want to jump right in because tracking wonder i i just feel like that's such a hopeful title and such an exciting title. How did all this come to be? Your your exploration of wonder, the book and the work you do?
0: Yeah, good. Uh, that's a great place to start. So, uh, you know, you could, I I could say, well, it probably started uh, when I was a toe-headed boy who came really alive in the woods and in putting words on the page. But more specifically in my grown-up life, grown-up wondering life, I do have the honor to work with a lot of Innovators and leaders and creatives, as you said. And I noticed a pattern with them just at a time when certain personal things were happening with me. I kept noticing that a lot of them would flourish amidst like whatever came their way. And a number of them would flounder (laughs) when when unbidden surprises came, when unexpected challenges came their way, when things just got hard. Um, Personally, Uh, my wife and I had just gotten this farmhouse in the Hudson Valley. We were just all ready to grow our business, maybe have little wonderlings around, roaming around someday. And uh, really within a matter of just uh, a few months, um, I contracted Lyme disease for the first of many times. Um, Our house literally set on fire from a freak lightning caused uh, accident in the middle of, of July. And uh, my whole study was decimated, 300 volumes of books lost, computer melted before I really knew uh, much about the cloud. This is a while ago, Um, 20 years of archives up in flames. And we were out of the house for some 15 months. Um, uh, Hillary got pregnant in that time period. We had our first baby before we could move back in. I say this because that was my series of unbidden surprises, unexpected challenges, boom, 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 which your listeners perhaps can identify (laughs) with as soon as they set off on some like, hey, I'm going to do this. It's like one challenge after another. So I did what I often do. I did get curious. I did pull back. I was already for a few years on this path of wonder for my next research project. But Polly, it was at this time that I was like, oh, this is really the test of tracking wonder. Can I do it amidst adversity and challenge? And then my research took a different shape in raising the question, how do fulfilled innovators ultimately flourish instead Mm -hmm. of flounder amidst challenge and change? And what does wonder have to do with it, if anything? At the time, the science of wonder was barely anything. Like there hardly was a science of wonder. Um, But the wisdom of wonder has been quite ancient. So that's where I got started with this.
1: I I love that we talk a lot on this show about putting the practices and the beliefs and the habits in place before the drama comes, because we know it's going to come, right? And then we can rely on it. I'm really interested in how we can live with these things when the house literally burns down, you know? You know, how can we use it then? So talk to me about that. How do you define wonder? What is it? What does it look like in my life?
0: Yeah. So if you were learning about tracking animals for the sake of just understanding their behavior, not wanting to hunt them, first, you'd need to know what you're looking for. Are you looking for a coyote or a wolf, (laughs) right? So- Wonder, we think we know what this is. We have lots of misunderstandings, so it's good to be in wonder about wonder. So I define wonder this way. It's just like a kind of a neutral entry point. I could get poetic, but I'm just going to give you a plain language definition. Wonder is a heightened state of awareness. It's like instant mindfulness that's brought about by something unexpected that either delights us, disorients us, or both. So, you know, easy example, a bald eagle lands in your backyard. You're delighted, a little disoriented. Um, Maybe a less obvious example. Maybe you uh, have a coworker that typically you've, you've sort of boxed in as irritating. And yet the coworker says something in such a way that suddenly you pause and you're able to see a different side, like the truth, maybe, and beauty of that coworker in a new way. Or maybe there were times during the pandemic years that suddenly disrupted your assumptions about who you are and what really matters. That's bewildering wonder. So wonder is a heightened state of awareness that's brought about by something unexpected that either delights us, disorients us, or both. And one little piece I want to add here, two other pieces, that wonder is also a quiet disruptor of our unseen biases just Mm -hmm. for a fleeting moment so we can see again what is real and true what is beautiful and possible that can be a moment where we see ourselves anew we see other people the future the uncertain future or the ordinary world right around us and the last thing i would say about wonder is that part of my body of work has demonstrated That wonder, experiencing wonder, sharing wonder, reflecting upon experiences of wonder are the singular set of experiences that get most human beings through complex and creative endeavors.
1: Hmm. There's a lot I wanna understand in that. Wonder then, our experience of wonder, doesn't necessarily have to be something that we judge ourselves as positive or negative then.
0: That is absolutely right. In fact, you know, <clears throat> psychology, if you're sort of on the outside of psychology, you'll hear about positive psychology, co founded by Marty Seligman, which is not positive thinking, it's positive psychology about quote positive emotions. And so we hear positive and negative, and we'll kind of naturally ascribe good and bad to that. But what positive and negative mean in the field of psychology is that a positive emotion typically what elicits it will draw us toward. It, like you, you experience love, you want, you want to go toward it and have more of that. A negative emotion will cause typically a withdrawal. Um, you, you're you afraid of, of something, you want to move away from it. Wonder is both at times positive and negative, but what's beautiful about wonder is it puts us in a moment of pause. That's why it's described by myself and others sometimes as instant mindfulness for a moment you're fully receptive. Love attracts, fear repels, but wonder pauses us in openness.
1: I love that um, we don't have to move beyond and have some judgment, make some fast decision, we can stop and pay attention, right? But in that case, could we also miss wondrous experiences? Like we have to be looking for it a little bit then, don't we?
0: Exactly, and so this is the, so, this is so true and, and I hope really helpful for your listeners because you're like, oh, how will I track? So right. it's really important that we have those experiences, we share those experiences, we reflect on them, but that we actively foster and track them as grown ups. So wonder is not kid stuff. This is why I say wonder is radical grown-up stuff, because we have a different awareness than most children and toddlers. They experience a certain degree of wide-eyed fascination. With novelty, but we have many more nuanced experiences with wonder. So yes, um, it's really important to track these experiences. So, for instance, um, I'm training a group right now and uh, tending to what uh, what I call their downer patterns, and this is in one of the early chapters of the of mm-hmm. the book tracking wonder too. And downer patterns is just something that we all have. We have these default cognitive patterns, particularly when the default mode network in the brain is activated. And uh, these are are just patterns uh, that are very limiting and confining, like I am blank, and it's usually negative. For me, it's like 4 a.m. in the morning. It's, oh, I'm not enough. I'm not a good enough father. I'm not a smart enough this. I'm not enough that. Um, we all have our versions of that. Or the world is blank. The world is on fire, right? <laughs> um, and or my idea is no good or it's not worth the investment. So these are what we call downer patterns. So I've been having people track those downer patterns week by week, just defining and detecting. And then next is to open up and feel
1: hmm.
0: that pattern, to really acknowledge it instead of ignore it or judge it to like, give it a place at the table. And then third is to seek out surprise and wonder. So it's like, Oh, okay. Well, that's that default downer pattern, but that's not all reality. And so can I step outdoors and, and just look up at the sky, which will literally shift your perspective and do some beautiful things for your cognition. And then fourth is to, Expand to extend the moment to Mm -hmm. actually reflect on what you actively did in assuming agency and tracking that wonder. So, we just went through DOSE for your listeners. We detected and defined the downer pattern. We opened up and felt it. We sought surprise and wonder, and then we extended the moment. That's just kind of like an entry point to to tracking. And I, I just want to share with you, Polly, like some of the feedback in the past couple of weeks from this training is like a very busy fellow. He's uh, probably in his late twenties, early thirties, two, two kids with his wife. He's got the startup endeavor. It's really cool. And it was like, I've been so overwhelmed. I didn't even think I had time for this training. And I just listened to it. And like the piece that's really landing with people is opening up and feeling Mm. those patterns, which then lets them recognize what could be different? (laughs) That's (laughs) interesting. Yeah. 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 Because
1: we, we either think we're too busy or we don't like that feeling. So we just brush by them. Right. And we get stuck in that. It kind of clogs us at that place.
0: It does. And so what they're doing, and this is kind of, this is beautiful as I'm, I'm kind of tracking their insights. It's like, oh, this opening up defining and detecting it neutrally and then opening up and feeling it they're actually being a little bit in wonder with their downer patterns themselves Mm -hmm. and then they're able to recognize the other different moments more elevating moments that they're having so often experiences of wonder might be elevating to our mood they might be expansive to our cognition and they do often bring about delight well that's odd. Mm-hmm. that disorientation yeah mm-hmm.
1: i love that we're going to talk more about this because i have a load of questions you're listening to Polly campbell simply said on the best business network of electrocast we're here with jeffrey davis talking about wonder and check out his great new book tracking wonder we're going to take a quick break and when we come back i want to find out why this matters and how it can help us and how we can take this pause as a way of creating more meaning in our life. All that with Jeffrey Davis right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said. And we're back. This is Polly. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy, right here on the Best Business Network of ElectroCast. And we are Tracking Wonder with Jeffrey Davis. Go pick up his newest book. It's called Tracking Wonder, Reclaiming a Life of Meaning and Possibility in a World Obsessed with Productivity. And Jeffrey, right before we went to the break, we were talking about how actually recognizing the so-called downer patterns or the habits in our life can actually be an entree to elevation, to to sparking our wonder so that we feel better and have more to experience or work with in our life. How can we put that to work? How can somebody like me who's sitting here in my sweats after my morning walk, and I have a teenager at school who's going to come burrowing in the house this afternoon, and I'm going to have to make dinner. All those things in my life, right? How can I bring that in so I don't get mired in the mundane moments like that?
0: Mm, yeah. Oh, let's explore this a little bit more and see what Good. see what lands and see what resonates. So, um, let's just let, let's tap into a little bit more about the nature of challenges, right? So we often say at Tracking Wonder, every big or bold idea begets a series of challenges. Every big or bold idea begets a series of challenges. So uh, I have a I have a nine-year-old bold idea and I have a 13-year-old bold idea, <laughs> both of whom I adore. Um, in other words, like, you know, being a father is a big, bold idea. It begets a series of challenges. So what that does for me and the people I work with is that, We remember to uh, try to normalize instead of pathologize uh, when we're beset by challenges to normalize instead of pathologize confusion and really recognizing confusion as an opportunity for learning and for growth. And I mean that genuinely, like there are ways to to do that. Every um, fulfilled innovator too, that I've interviewed um, or studied has acknowledge this idea that every big idea begets a series of challenges ken Burns said in a another interview that every documentary film he's made has been a million problems uh mark osborne who is director of kung fu panda and the little prince told me that every animated film he's made has been a nightmare so you're like well why keep doing it (laughs) and it's important (laughs) because um Because they just recognize, not only do they recognize that's part of the nature of it, they really do maintain a sense of wonder in a variety of ways. They maintain this sort of devotion to the dream. They don't just fall in love with the fantasy of what they're going to do, they really stand in love with what they want to pursue or what they're called to pursue. And that's so true of so many other people in different fields. It was just like really briefly, and then we'll get to other practical matters. There was a a study uh, just less than two years ago on how um, scientists experiencing beauty and wonder of what they are studying from physicists to biologists are in large part what give them well-being and keep them going amidst all of the administrative and political stuff that they're dealing with, which is like the equivalent of, you know, me trying to get my daughters off to school in the morning, something like that. So. So I hope, I hope that's helpful. The other, the other um, maybe this is helpful too. I'm thinking about our life and our work and obligations, responsibilities. What we find is that when you track moments of wonder and experiences of wonder and its different facets, you start to have a different regard for what you've called mundane right? For what you've boxed in as not creative, All right? So if instead you regard your creativity as just trying to come up with some new and useful approaches to challenges, like how do I get my you know, daughter to sleep? When she was younger, it was like, hmm, what's a new way I can help my daughter get to sleep, <laughs> Right um and it's a whole different approach right and so there's this intent intention it's not perfect believe me I'm not like Peter Pan that would be obnoxious but there's this intention that we have and the people we work with to have to pause and be more open and receptive in any moment to see where there's an opportunity to move through a particular challenge creatively and maybe it's not a challenge maybe we've just made a challenge out of something.
1: I, I love this. I love thinking of the different aspects of our life or our life overall as the big bold idea, right? I mean we get this time and and we get these moments where, you know, I, I met during my walk today, I ran into somebody on the street who had this great dog. I've never seen that dog and never seen that person. And it was this little person with this huge dog. And, and that was just so interesting to me how we, how we come in contact and, and brush by each other and, and to have the opportunity to pause and notice that when, when my daughter was very young, everybody told us, well, get wait, get get ready for the terrible twos. It's really a nightmare. And, and we missed them because I was like so, curious about this little person i mean there are definitely parts of parenting as you mentioned that have been super challenging for me and um they happen on scale probably every day at various times cuz i've never had a 16 year old before so i'm developing new skills right but but when she was little i'm like oh these are the terrible twos i thought she was just being a kid like i thought this is how it goes and the challenges are mine she was just doing her job of being a kid right and I think we can find that in life. I, I had a big setback in work. Well, I don't, it wasn't big, it was a setback in work. I'm a writer, there are often uh, ups and downs that come with that or any job. But that setback created some space for me to recognize that maybe I didn't wanna go in the direction I was going to begin with. And it didn't feel good, but it was an interesting thing. And I, I hear that you're kind of talking about that. like. Pay attention to those moments. Get curious about it. If you're confused, be confused about it. let Let that kind of come in and be reflective of those moments and see what they hold for us then.
0: I think that's a a, a very big part of it. i love I love your uh, describing to, uh, wow, I, I missed the terrible twos, right? So that's a great example of just how um, culturally, we have these bias boxes placed on different experiences oh they're terrible too right i was told since i was in my 20s and, and enjoying my work and life oh just wait oh just wait until you get married so I get married. oh just wait until you have a kid we have a kid oh we'll just wait until the kid gets older right and what they're saying is oh just wait then you'll be miserable right uh, <laughs> so um it, this is so important even at the level of the workplace and and for teams too um to practice pausing, to practice um, noticing when uh, when workers are boxing each other in, uh, when our communication is breaking down. Because even in conversation and communication and collaboration, there is potential for wonder between us. And so when you talk about like, why is this important? When I lay out in the book, Six Facets of Wonder, I recognized As I was finishing up the book in 2020 and 2021, right, the key pandemic years, I was recognizing all the more, the most important and yet surprising dimension of wonder for me is that it's a pro-social set of experiences. And this is different from pursuing happiness or joy.
1: Hmm.
0: We want to pursue happiness and joy, but these are typically experiences where we're focused on our own joy. Our own happiness. And it turns out that the health and well-being benefits and cognitive benefits of wonder, now that there is this growing science of, of wonder, are actually su- superseding that of pursuing happiness alone. Mm. So wonder is very pro-social. It opens us up. It, there are some studies that show that it makes us more generous. It, it it shifts our relationship to time. And believe me, this is profound for some of the clients I work with. who who come to me and say, you know, my schedule's tapped out. I have more clients than I can almost serve. And like, I have obligations and I have my elder parent that I'm tending to and so forth. Like my schedule's tapped out and I have no freedom for my life and so forth. So as we're tracking wonder and tracking possibilities in lots of different ways, Clients suddenly are having a different relationship to time. Like one client told me, oh my gosh, since our last jam, I've actually rested more. Mm. And I said, well, tell me more about that. And she said, well, um," and this is somebody who's extremely accomplished in her field um, and has been, who has, identified like so many of us with working hard like this has been the cultural message that we've been swimming in for generations just work hard and everything will be good because you'll be good you'll be a good person if you work hard so she said well i just noticed like when i'm tired it's actually okay to rest instead of push through and then i just paused more and experienced what it's like to rest Hmm. And as simple as that sounds, Polly, this is this is countercultural. For sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And I think when when we feel better. We do better, right? And that extends to our families and that extends to our teams at work and to everything we do. We, we cannot come at living, you know, living the big life we want when we're sick and depleted and focused only on one thing and unfulfilled as people. So I think wonder is a a great way into this. How, what is the difference between wonder and awe? I've written quite a bit about awe. Is there a distinction between those two?
0: There is a there is a really important distinction. So, in many ways, wonder is the first of all emotions that we experience. We don't come into the world necessarily experiencing awe. Wonder gives rise to awe. Okay. So awe is, a, awe is a subset. But let me just like make it really clear. And there there are new books coming out. I I uh, back in like two thousand five six. I was interviewing the two psychologists who had done a seminal study and awe and we stayed in uh connection since then and um i asked them both separately i said what's the difference between wonder and awe and and one said well we're just parsing words (laughs) Uh and it was okay because it was so new that this psychologist didn't even want to consider that and that psychologist is now doing great work in a completely different field the other one is just such a natural a true wonder tracker and awe tracker and he's like oh i I don't know so here's the way i would distinguish them um awe is the scale of the grand canyon wonder can be part of that experience but wonders also the scale of let's say beetles snails and pa- mm. baby toenails right like <laughs> just that ordinary now you look at baby toenails you're like wow like how delightful, right? So it can be that small, that unexpected in the ordinary. So tracking wonder is then profoundly more accessible than tracking awe. I have nothing against tracking awe. Like really the research is, I'm sure you've studied if you've been writing about it is remarkable, but it's hard to track, it's hard to track awe at the workplace or in the moment with your kids, but it's not impossible. It's quite accessible to track wonder in all of those situations throughout your day.
1: I could talk forever. We're going to have to wind this up in a minute, but before we do, I wonder, Jeffrey, if you could talk about how we can pull this in to our daily lives right now, especially when we're at an office where we're sitting in cubicles or we're running through the routines of our day. What can I do right now to pull this into my life? What does it physically look like? What practice can I use today to put myself in this place?
0: Good, Uh, perfect question. Starting place, tomorrow morning, um, sit quietly for, less than five minutes and let yourself remember a time when you were seven or eight, nine or 10 years old, a time when you felt really alive and free to be yourself uniquely, regardless of reward or recognition. And maybe just like really acknowledge that memory or set of memories. And then try to regard that sort of Self, that younger self as part of your genius coming alive and write down to three adjectives that come up for you to describe that young genius right this force of character that's been with you and wonder since you were born Uh, for me that's imaginative attuned peaceful Hmm. and then really recognize those traits in yourself today how they've come with you even though they may not always be activated and ask yourself two questions like, okay, how can I bring one or more of those traits with me to work today or with any challenge that comes my way today? And then second, ask myself, well, what's an activity I could actively do either at work or outside of work to bring alive more, one or more of those traits. The other thing you could do during the day, is to actively take a wonder break. When you notice that you're starting to close down, which is usually um, early afternoon for many people, our prefrontal cortex is going to sleep, sort of emotional brains coming up. Take a break. When you get tired or exhausted, even if that means I'm gonna step away from the cubicle for just a few minutes and look out a window. Um, If you work from home, it means literally stepping outside perhaps. Or just letting your eyes rest away from the screen for five breaths and letting your eyes just pause, gaze and praise something simple and ordinary. And the last thing is at the evening, just try this out. Um, Try this out with yourself or with anybody you live with. Ask yourself, what were three highlights from today? So I often open my client meetings with like, what's been a highlight of your day so far today? And usually it's like, oh, hmm and there's a moment and opportunity to reflect on just maybe the most ordinary sensory moment as a potential highlight and see how that shifts things for you so opening opening reflection wonder break evening three highlights Mm -hmm. and that will evoke a very grown-up sense of wonder and appreciation so those moments as you say polly are are precious and they're always here um, I, I train some teams sometimes who are having communication problems to remember one encounter one time. Like this this moment will never be repeated. So tend to it.
1: Jeffrey Davis, fantastic. Your book, Tracking Wonder. Jeffrey, how can we track you down and find more <laughs> about your work and buy your book?
0: Thank you so much for asking. Um, Just visit trackingwonder.com there. uh, We'll also send you a special link for your listeners, Polly, where they can take our wonder at work assessment and download the first chapter of the book, Tracking Wonder. And uh, yeah, stay in touch that way. Um, I I send out a wonder dispatch every week uh, for our readers.
1: Fantastic. And you can find me at polycampbell.substack.com. I'll have Jeffrey's links there as well. And we go deep into these ideas about things we can use to live well, do good, and be happy. It's about engaging with life in a way that feels satisfying. I think we can do that. And I think it starts by wondering what that looks like for us, by paying attention to these so-called ordinary moments and things in our life that truly are wondrous. When we do that, we will all live well, do good, and be happy.
0: Electric ass. your cast.